Hey guys, I'm Eric McLean. And I'm Kelly Gramlich. It's time to talk some ACC football. Let's go. Monday, everybody, and welcome into the Gramlick and McLean podcast, presented by Ingles, the official supermarket of Gramlick and McLean. We have an ACC title game, Meg. It is set as Louisville wins. It's going to be Louisville versus Florida State. It's going to be a top ten matchup, and it's Happy Thanksgiving week, by the way, everybody. Hopefully. Happy rivalry Hopefully. week. Hopefully, <laughs> Hopefully it'll be. A oh time. shoot, you're <laughs> right. We still have a whole other set of rivalry games. As I say, Happy Rivalry Week. Great point, Mac. But you know. I feel like we should start. I don't want to start on a sad note, but I think we should start with just saying thoughts, prayers, everything to Jordan Travis. We hate it for him. He is truly such a good guy. I I feel like when someone gets hurt or something happens, we say, oh, he's such a great guy, but we don't really. Jordan Travis is just one of the best, and I was so upset to see him get hurt, man. I was too. It was super just the, the way it happens and the guy that it happened to. Um, obviously, you get upset for any injuries, but you know, just a young man that obviously we've spoken to a lot and, and had a great relationship and, and know his journey pretty well. You know, what he's gone through, the adversity, um, changing positions at one point or wanting to change positions, excuse me, going into his coach's office and, uh, you know, he, he just kind of leaving it all out there. And, and Coach Norvell said, nope. You're going to stay at quarterback. You're going to turn into one of the best to ever do it. And, you know, that's what he did. And, and it's unfortunate that this is how the career is going to end. This is how his, you know, playing time at Florida State is going to come to a screeching halt because that's brutal. And it's not fair. And life's not fair. And there's a lot of things that, you know, we all go through that we could sit here and say that. Um, but just really encourage JT to, you know, continue what you're doing. And I think what's shining super bright right now, KG, is his faith and, uh, you know, understanding his trust in the Lord and, uh, you know, having a peace about it. Um, you know, a lot of guys would be torn up. A lot of guys, uh, you know, would, would just be down in, in a deep, dark spot right now. And, you know, I feel like he is handling this better than than you could imagine. Um, just seeing the things that he's posted, the attitude that he's had. Um, but it is brutal. Um, and it sucks and it's, it's a violent game that we play and we all know that, you know, when, when you're a part of this thing, I mean, it's a tough, tough sport and, um, you know, you just feel terrible for him and Florida state, but they've got a rally and they did. I mean, they were down 13 at that point and it was a horrible, horrible feeling, horrible spot. And they really rallied, uh, you know, scored 58 unanswered, found a way defense, offense, every special teams, everybody's kind of doing their thing. And that's what I hope we see moving forward. Um, you know, is for them to play for that guy and everything that he means uh, to them, to that university. I mean, I, I'm thinking back to the interviews we've had with him and he just saying, you know, how special Florida State is to him, what it means to him as a university and that place. His brother went there. He grew up going there. You know, he's a, he's a lifelong knoll. And, um, you know, those guys need to play for him. They need to channel that because this this is not a one-person team. This is a very good team that, other people need to rise up. Keon Coleman, you got to take it to another level. Johnny Wilson, you got to take it to another level. Trey Benson, that defense, the offensive line, everybody has to take their play from here to here and go still accomplish your goals. I mean, yeah. you know, there's still games to be played, potentially three left. Uh, you know, go out and do it. The big Florida game, of course, ACC championship. And then we'll see. This is still a team that can make the playoff. If they win out, 
an undefeated ACC champion, I don't know how they leave them out, especially if they look good with Tate hey, Rotomaker. Some people are going to try. Those folks oh, on yeah. game day, they're already trying. They're already trying. But I totally agree with you. I think that this is just – you know, you're, you're going to find out a lot about Florida State as a culture, as a program, mm, as yeah. a team, uh, as a staff. You're going to find a lot. I mean, listen, I, I think he was already – you know, this, this staff already coaching their tails off. Them included. You got everybody literally has to elevate their game now because you're losing such an alpha. You're losing such an impactful eraser, magician, creator, whatever all the adjectives leader. you can think about, leader he does for that team. Everybody's got to come together and figure it out and fill that void that is Jordan Travis that's now gone for this team. I was like truly, Mac, I don't know if I had been that upset for someone that I didn't really know even though we've talked right. to him multiple times so we obviously right. know him but man it hit me i was just so yeah. sad for him because he's such yeah. such a a great student athlete and representative yeah. for for, for uh, florida state so yeah again hope he's healing up hope he's you know on the road to recovery and florida state did win of course they beat uh, north alabama but let's get to a message from ingles mac because it is thanksgiving let's get on to some happier topics there's a lot to be thankful for and so let's uh, make sure you use Ingles to get ready for your Thanksgiving this year. So a quick message from Ingles and then some more games. Did you know that Ingles sells more organics than any other store? Or that they run their own dairy? Or that they only serve USDA choice and prime meat? Did you know that they have more local craft beer than any place else? Or that they have energy smart stores? Or that they professionally slice and package imported cheese from Europe? Did you know about their giant international aisle, local farm partnerships, curbside pickup, wine department? Or that they donate 3,956 meals a day to local food banks? Well, now you do. It's all in the bag. Ingles, low prices, love the savings. Mac Ingles is getting us ready for Thanksgiving. And I do need to know before we get into more of these games, because this is obviously Thanksgiving week, it's a big deal. Actually, no, I'm going to start. I'm going to set the tone here. Oh, okay? okay. Because I'm Ladies so first, excited. Set the tone. Because last year I spent Thanksgiving in Florida with Nick's family. This year mm -hmm. I'm spending Thanksgiving mm -hmm. in Texas with my family. And so I get to have my grandma's stuffing. I am so freaking excited. It's the very best. <laughs> I mean, she's been making it my entire life. I think she said she cut, by the way, she listens to the pod. So shout out grandma. I love you. Come on. She, Let's go grandma. She, she cut the recipe out of the newspaper in like 1964 and still makes it to this day. That's what I love about grandma. Well, if you've been making it that long, it's your recipe. <laughs> you so? so you don't have to tell anybody that it's yours. You, you own but that Mac, grandma. I am it's your bummed recipe. because I'm going to be in Texas. So I can't go to Ingalls. It's depressing. Hey, you so you're going to have to go okay. for me. People can go get their stuff from Ingles and get, you know, the stuff to make grandma's uh, right. dressing here or stuffing. Excuse I me, say not stuffing. Dressing, stuffing. You say dressing. Big difference. No, there's a difference. There's a difference. I didn't okay. mean to say that. Uh, everyone listening is probably upset at me or they like it. I don't know. Um, fill us in if you're a dressing or a stuffing type of person uh, on the comment section here. Uh, but yeah, I'm very excited, KG, because this is the, the you mentioned you guys go to Florida. Now you're going to Texas. We either go to uh, Duncan, South Carolina, in the Spartanburg, yeah, upstate yeah. area, uh, or Sumter, Whew, South Carolina. Lots of travel for you, Mac. In, in the Midlands. Lots of travel. We're, you know, it's super far. You know, we got to jump in the uh, the car and go 40 minutes <laughs> one way or the other. So it's very tough. Uh, but yeah, of course, going to Ingalls, getting all this stuff, and listen to this, y'all. My dad is is retiring, for those that Shout do not out. know. Coming up, you know, that he just had his last Veterans Day. He's coming up. You know, the, the end is near. Uh, and, and so with that... Bunch of his soldiers are going to come over. We've got a lot of family. Uncle Doug and, and the crew live right there now. Uh, so some of their family's coming in. Cousin Rhino Mac, 
Everybody's going to be here. We're going to have like 30 okay. or so people. So I've already ordered. You can go to Ingles right now. Go to Ingles.com. Whatever you need to do, pre-order or order your turkey. Mm. Freeze it. Pick it up that day. They, they make it very easy for you. Uh, and so you got that. We got three birds. And what we're going to do is two of them. I know. It's amazing. It's very Three fun. birds? Two of them. Yes. It's a lot. But it's worth <laughs> it. Two of them are going on the Traeger. We're going to do a thing called spatchcock. If you remember what that is, KG, you basically split the the turkey open and you lay it out flat. So it cooks oh. very well. Does not take as long. Uh, very juicy. More, all these different things. It's amazing. Just get ready for the videos because okay. they're coming. And then the third one, we will be frying, which I just love. It's so, so good. So we've got the options with the turkey, whatever you want there. Uh, and then just all the fixings. I mean, this, this is... This is the time where Kaki Mac really gets to shine because she oh, just really? goes nuts with the dishes. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mac and cheese. She's going to make some sourdough rolls, I believe, this year. Instead of yeast rolls, she's going to do sourdough. Uh, she's doing this uh, – God, what what is it called? It's a um, – it's kind of a salad type thing. I'm losing the word. CT, you guys are watching it right now in real person. We're in live. Brussels sprout. It's like a Brussels sprout, <laughs> this salad type thing that she's making. I cannot wait for that. Uh, Mimi's green bean casserole, mm, uh, which is just yes. amazing. Um, God, what else? There's so many, all the pies you can oh, think yeah. of in the world. Uh, sweet potato crunch. Mm. We'll, we're going to have that. Um, I'm sure I'm listing or forgetting many things, but here's the good news for all of you guys. You can go to Ingles right now and do all of that. You can get all of that stuff. Uh, I will be posting galore. KG will as well. And she's going to let us inside trade information. On grandma's stuffing. Yes, I, cannot wait to I will see be that. posting grandma's stuffing because I am so pumped. Mac, I love that you're having three birds. Uh, that's unbelievable. Yes. Will Amelia get some of the bird? <sighs> we'll see. We'll see. Here's the deal. We, it is up to the boss. Yeah, up to Khaki, 100%. Um, we are like super strict, crazy parents probably compared to a lot. Uh, but, you know, it's all good. <laughs> Works for us. And uh, we'll see. There might be too much yeah. salt in there. But uh, whatever mom says, if mom says yes, it's for a free game. I mean, it's an American tradition. And hopefully that'll help her sleep, right? Yeah. That's, Eating too American much salt tradition. on Thanksgiving, she has to learn. <laughs> She's an American. <laughs> you got to learn to go back and forth. That's right. Figure it out. Figure it out. Oh, I also forgot. We're doing like a, uh, I don't know if you call it like a corn pudding. Mm. It's more like a cor cream corn casserole. I don't Ooh. want you to get pudding vibes. It's so good. It's so good. Just, just wait, y'all. KG, or KG, Khaki Mac literally throws down. In the paint I believe it. on this day. And it's going to be so fun. Kathy it's going to be can so do fun. It I can't wait. She really can. I think for my That's Thanksgiving, right. Mac. Very versatile. Last year was Amelia's first Thanksgiving. This year, I'm not sure anyone will remember the food because all my family wants is to see <laughs> baby Jake. <laughs> Just be with Jacob. So, That's good. And he's That's about good. the size of a turkey. Star of the he's, show. He's got some weight to him. That's right. So, okay. Well, I'm going to reverse the question. Is he going to eat some turkey? No. He's, he's not oh. really eating solids. He's eating purees. So hey, I think hey, Mac, okay, pure up. I think we might do turkey. some mashed potatoes or something like that. See if he likes it. Yeah. That's great. That's great. Little cranberry, little cranberry, oh. maybe. It's a lot of sugar. It's See, Mac's like, no, 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 don't do it, don't do it. I'm cringing. Please don't. I'm sorry. I said. <laughs> okay, let's get into these football games, Eric McAlay. Let's talk about the game that happened in Miami. <laughs> I have to say, uh, I went six and zero this week, and I have no clue how. Oh man, no clue. On fire. I've given up on myself. In fuego. I've given up on this season. <laughs> And it just takes one six and a week and you're back in the game. You're like, oh, you're I right know back. what I'm doing when you thought you were dead. <laughs> so six and oh. And now I'm one game behind Mac. Mac went two and four this week. 
That's okay. <laughs> but still, overall, 42 and 35 for me, 43 and 34 for Mac. Solid records against mm. Vegas Mac. No, but it's not good. <laughs> I went with Louisville, and Louisville beats Miami 38 to 31. Probably Jack Plummer's best game at Louisville. He was great. Tyler Van Dyke was also really good. He didn't turn the ball over and yeah. didn't throw picks. That was big. That's why this game was really close and back and forth. But I did think we were going to get a little bit of a go ACC moment, but I was really impressed with Louisville, their culture, and yeah. just how they pulled it out. Yeah, no, I, I was too. And it was, um, I don't know why I felt so bad about the game, but I really did. I mean, I had not a lot of confidence at all for some unknown reason. Because again, on paper, and it's weird how there's sometimes, as you see in these picks, I am very logical with why I do things and the things I pick. This one, I wasn't logical, and I just thought Miami's going to do something, and I lost. So I should have just stayed to my brain, done what I needed to do, uh, but I didn't, and I'm very disappointed in that. But Miami was playing really well, and they were up for the task, big plays, picks. When they threw, when Louisville threw the pick and then they scored a touchdown, I was like, oh, man, here we go. This is it. Because you didn't want to be right, be good. Mac. You didn't want, you didn't want Louisville. No, I absolutely didn't want to be right. No, I was devastated. And, uh, you know, it, it, it was a great game, though. Very physical, high-flying offenses, great execution by both offenses for a majority of the game. I thought Tyler Van Dyke played out of his mind. And, you know, it, it was good to see that to me because this is a guy that has all the talent in the world. And, and it, it's hard to say because that clock is ticking, but it still potentially can be a first-round draft pick. I thought that was going to be a surefire thing when he was a freshman. Um you know, quarterbacks are such a commodity. You just never know if they, you know, have a great year, go somewhere else, have a great year, whatever Tyler, you know, decides to do. Um, it, it's going to be interesting because he has all the yeah, tools. He does. It's just putting it together for whatever reason. Uh, we, we haven't just seen that consistently for, for a full season as a starter. So I thought that was great to see from him. Um, you know, that this, this just, again, this core that you see from Miami of these players making plays, Mark Fletcher is yeah. just a freak. Uh, you know, big time freshman, six foot two, six foot three, uh, you know, running the ball 17 times for 130 yards, two touchdowns, just really impressive guy. The things that he can do, this receiving core is again, so fun to watch Xavier Restrepo, an absolute weapon and security blanket. It's hard to be both of those, but he is, um, offensive line was great. Francis Maui Noah yeah. getting out in space, bulldozing a guy. I mean, that's going to be a top five pick one day if he stays healthy and keeps progressing the way I think he can. Uh, and then Cameron Kitchens, I mean, we we saw him again, uh, you know, baiting a guy and Jack Plummer where he's on the opposite hash KG. Louisville runs a relative trick play. Like, it's a home run play. Like, you know this guy's going to be open. And Cam stays over there and sees it and just baits him, lets him mm. throw it and just comes swooping in. Uh, so you saw all that from Miami. And pr honestly, if I just looked at the box score and saw this side, I'd be like, Miami probably won the game. Uh, but Louisville played out of their mind too. They they played really well. The play designs, I thought that was the best called mm. play Louisville's had in regard to power five, you know, big boy football type things. They were dialing up some stuff where you were just like, man, that was impressive. That was fun. Formation-wise, motion-wise, uh, passing concepts. It, it was really high-level football, and I thought they did a great job. So this was a fun game. This, this was one of the best games yeah. of the weekend in, in total, you know, not just in the ACC. So it was really fun for for kind of us and and to watch that and, and to be able to talk about it. Yeah, I agree. I thought the game really delivered. And Mac, my big takeaway too is that Louisville didn't give up a sack to this Miami D line that has a lot of really talented players. 
and just Louisville doing it, like finding a yeah. way to not yeah. ACC the moment, if you will. Right. Matt. And yeah. but the problem too, and I, I hate to be this person, but you also just think, what if they hadn't lost to Pitt? Mm. Oh man, no we'd question. be in a in a no different question. conversation right now. But it's brutal. They did. It's brutal. We're here, <laughs> and they're still having an absolutely exceptional year. And Mac, what's weird too is you think about Miami and their season; they're bowl eligible. And yeah. they have, what, Boston College this week, right? So could get to mm-hmm. that seventh win, maybe an eighth at a bowl game. I think they are moving in the right direction. Is that fair to say with Miami? Yeah, and, and real quick before before I move on from Louisville, I think the other kind of piece that's, that's I don't know if exciting is the right word. It is exciting. Jamari Thrash is hurt. Like his hand is hurt. You know, he, he cannot catch the football. He was targeted a bunch, only had one catch. And still, like they yeah, had their yeah. most prolific passing day. Uh, so if he can heal up, if he can get right, look out. I mean, who who knows how this offense can take another step. But, yeah, to, to go to Miami, the, the biggest deal now is just going to be consistency and being able to do it game in and game out when there is expectation, when there is, hey, you got to beat this team, you have to do this, and they don't. When you're in these big matchups against FSU, against Louisville, back-to-back weeks, top 10 opponents, and they're there, they're right there, mm-hmm. uh, but but just couldn't you know get it done. So. I think that the key is obviously you have the players, you you have the guys. I mean, you're in all of these games. You beat Clemson. Um, you know, all these different things that you're able to do. You're right there for North Carolina too, and maybe got out of hand a little bit at the end. Um, but you're you're not as far away as maybe you once were. So I think it's just a consistency thing. Um, and, and how can they, you know, take that next step? Will be interesting to see. Is is it going to get a couple different players? Uh, is it just dialing in and growing with what you have? Because there's a lot of youth. I've mentioned that a bunch. A lot. a lot of young, a lot of young superstars on this team that are very good and very fun to watch. So uh, I, I do think that there's a lot of promise for Miami. I think quarterback's a big question. What do you do sure. there? Because there were so yeah. many turnovers at that position, and of course you have Williams, but is he healthy? Can he come back? All these things. But we'll see with Miami. Season's not over yet. We'll do our season retrospectives later on. Let's talk about Clemson UNC. Clemson beats number 20, North Carolina, 31 to 20. And we said it last week. Where has this Clemson team been? I think they're finding themselves. (laughs) They're peaking. And, you know, it's weird to say they're peaking at the right time because they've hurt themselves so much with previous losses. But they are peaking. And they're obviously getting better. And they're obviously playing like, one of the hottest teams in the country. I mean, they're a team you don't want to play right now. Yeah. Will Shipley, I, we were talking about this off air. Let's get into this, Matt. Clemson has discovered, and weirdly, I feel like it took the injury to Shipley to discover it, which is why probably some fans are right. frustrated. But it seems Clemson has discovered the perfect way to use Moffa and Shipley together. And they were great in this game. He yeah. had Shipley with 18 carries for 126. He also had two catches for 53 yards. Bill Moffa, 23 carries for 84 yards. They both had a touchdown. I mean, that's... That's a dream right there, Mac. Yeah. Why yeah. why did it take so long to figure it out? Maybe we don't need to harp on that, but sure. I love this combination. Could we see it next year? That's the question. Yeah, it's uh it, it's an interesting thing with Ship because I feel like um I really do feel like he's one of the most undervalued, underappreciated players that, that Clemson's ever had. And and he's elite. Like they just they just rattled off that list. Ten guys with four thousand total yards, and he's one of them. I mean, and it just in Clemson I don't know, history. When that in Clem ever in Clemson history. Right. And, and when, you know, the 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 you know, the injury happened and Moffa has that great success and 
you know, there was just a lot of chatter on social media and I'm getting texts from people saying this should have been, you know, the guy the whole time, like get ship out of all these things. I'm just like, what, Like, what are you talking about? Like this guy is elite and th- there is frustration. I'm sure with a lot of different people. Um, and I'm going to throw my name in this because this is what I thought the offense could look like right. from a personnel standpoint, I think from it's an more execution frustration that they were using them the wrong way, perhaps. Right. And yeah. it, it's, it's Honestly, a little bit comparatively, you you can throw this in there. Uh, it, it, it gives me – it's totally different, but it's similar in a weird way. 2014 vibes where Cole Stout was the starter. Then you want – you know, Deshaun kind of takes over. Deshaun gets hurt. Cole Stout the starter, whatever. But Clemson was – Chad Morris, offensive coordinator, was trying to do things that – were for Deshaun mm-hmm. with Cole. And it, it just wasn't working. It wasn't fair to ask that from him. And then, you know, guys move on, go, goes to be the head coach. Cole Stout was the MVP of every game that there was an MVP trophy that year in Clemson. I mean, that's crazy to look at mm-hmm. because he did what, you know, he could do. And, and the offensive coordinators at the time asked him, what do you want to do? What are you good at? What are the things that you can do? And we housed Oklahoma, 40-6. to six. Should have been 40-0. to zero. Probably could have been a lot worse. They scored kind of like with two minutes mm-hmm. left there. Um and that's kind of like how it is to me that, you know, not saying he can't, but why are we running a 200-pound running back in the A-gap on short yardage when you have a 236-3 yes. running back in the yeah. back? It just doesn't make any sense to that me. That play specifically um, against UNC was like, what yeah, is, what's going on? Just, I mean, and that's been all year. Yeah, uh, that was but a then microcosm it, of it all. Yeah, yeah. But but I see now in this game where, you know, he's flexed out running deep past 36-yard completion. <laughs> I'm seeing where he's getting runs out on the edge and – you know, breaking tackles, and that was the shiftiest I've ever seen Will yeah. Shipley. I mean, there was two or three plays where he's one-on-one in the hole making guys miss. I don't think I've really ever seen that consistently from him um, like he was in this game. This was by far, I think, his best game, and it, it is unfortunate, you know, just because I thought this is what we would see all year long, you know, from this offense and, and versatility-wise, whatever. But, you know, at the end of the day, you know, Garrett Riley's growing too, and he's learning too, and he's a first-year coordinator in this system, figuring out his guys, uh, who he has, what's at his disposal, and you know that that's part of it. We think just players grow, Co- players True. or excuse me, coaches grow as True. well, and, and they figure things out. And the good thing is you're seeing that. The good thing is you know it's happening. It's not just the same thing you know week in and week out. So to to answer the the last part of it, and we can kind of go wherever you want here, KG. But I don't know if we will see it again. You know, mm-hmm. and, and I go back and forth, and EJ and Eddie and I have had a lot of discussions about this. It might be in his best interest to go pro now. I, I just sure. don't know. What else do you think? I think he he's at the ceiling. As a prospect, I don't know what else he can show. And you kind of think about the running back position is not a hot commodity. You You need to be fresh and you need to be healthy. And playing another season does not help that. Uh, you know, so, so, It'll be interesting. Now, do I think he can solidify being one of the best ever? Absolutely. Does I do I hope he comes back? A thousand percent. I love seeing that guy, you know, wear my uniform and, and wear the paw that I wore, you know, on the side of his helmet there. But when you talk about business wise and, and what's best for him, it, it'll be interesting to see the decision that he makes at the end of the year. It's a really good point. Yeah, and I, I agree. And the fact that he ran down the hill by himself. I mean, that was that was kind of telling to me, to be honest. Yeah, for senior day. Yeah. Yeah. The only the only argument is that people said the same thing about Travis Etienne. They sure. said he should go pro, that he had proved everything, yeah. he comes back and has a crazy year and becomes mm-hmm. a first-round pick. Now, mm-hmm. Etienne needed to prove that he could catch the ball. Shipley yeah. has already proved that for the most part. Right. But could they do it even more? 
you know, we will see. And before we get to the UNC side of this, Mac, that I feel like I'm trying to remember when I said this, I said it to my husband. I want to say it was may have even been the Duke game. Maybe it was like the Florida state game, probably <laughs> where I said, and it's kind of sad to think this in September, but I said, Clemson's going to be really good next year. Right. <laughs> it was a year early for a lot of these guys. You look at all the young guys on the defense. First of all, if Shipley comes back, I think it takes it to a whole nother level, but you're yeah. starting to see this team build momentum for next year. Not that this year's over. You can still go on to win nine games, beat South Carolina, of course, which matters to everybody in the state of South Carolina, and then win your bowl game. But I do think there's something about the momentum that you are building um, for next year. You mentioned the Oklahoma game in the bowl game in 2014. I felt like you, you guys built momentum for 2015 yeah. at the end of 2014. So before we get to UNC, do you think that's kind of what's happening here, Matt? Yeah, you, there there are interestingly enough a lot of similarities between that fourteen yeah. team and this team. Mm-hmm. Um, we had the number one defense in the year that year. Uh, opening weekend, we got housed by Georgia. Clemson just got housed by Duke this year. Um, Georgia and Duke, they, same thing. Oddly enough, eh, you know, <laughs> there's uh, there's oddly enough. Um, there are a lot of similarities yeah. between it, and, and it is fascinating. And I totally agree with you because the the amount of youth, uh, the amount of youth at at particular places. Uh, you look at quarterback, you look at receiver, defense. I mean, the stars over there uh, in the secondary they they've just been playing at a great level. I mean, they just held Drake May to forty four completion percentage. I mean, yeah. that's nuts. That, that's crazy. And Nate Wiggins proven that he's one of the Ooh, best players in the what country. A play. I mean, he, what a play to he was electric. Now Tez got his too, right? Like he had a couple of great, you know, passes and completions, but overall that dude was nuts. He made a lot of money. There were a lot of pro scouts at that game. Uh, and, and I think he might end up being a first round draft pick too. And uh, Nate Wiggins there. So I agree with you. I think that's a great point. You know, KG, when, when you look at this team and you know, just the excitement level for next year and, and to look at, what they're going to be able to do, who they have coming back, what they have coming back, are there any changes that are made, uh, whether that's transfer portal or you know to the staff, will, will be interesting. Because we've heard that from a lot of different places, yeah, yeah. Um, a lot of different whispers. Some rumors, uh, but I, I, rumblings. That's right, that's right. Uh, but very proud of the way this team has finished uh, up to this point. And obviously, you've got two more opportunities uh, to, to leave a legacy and to really make a name for yourself. So expect them to do that. You mentioned the defense. I mean, I just want to give them a little bit more praise before we move on. I, I go back and forth so much between Jeremiah Trotter and Peyton Wilson from NC State. Ooh. Just on who's like who's the best. And I, I think it's – I don't know. It's so hard. It, it really is because I, I think Peyton, he, he has to do more for his defense. Yeah. But Jeremiah is just so good. They both are so good. They're great players. I mean, I would not be shocked at all – if those two are All-Americans, maybe even Cedric Gray. If we have three All-American linebackers in the ACC, wow. I mean, that would just be bonkers. But I think it's I think it's there. And, uh, I mean, how impactful those guys are for their teams, um, it, it's fun to see. So, anyway, that, that's a lot of Clemson talk. But it, it is exciting to see how these guys are playing right now. It is. And, of course, South Carolina coming up. For UNC, Mac, the two fumbles, it almost felt like – UNC was doing what Clemson had been doing all year, making these absolutely (laughs) unbelievable mistakes, fumbling in the red zone twice, both Amari and Hampton. And of course the crazy touchback where Clemson gets the Mm. ball back. Those two fumbles were so costly. I'm not sure that UNC wins if those fumbles don't happen, but I think the game goes differently. I really do. 
And yeah. that killed him. And Amaron Hampton ran it so well. He still had two touchdowns with two fumbles in the red zone, Mac. Yeah. But yeah. Drake made Speaking did of, uh, he did. He did. And, and I think that's a lot of credit to, to Clemson, obviously yes, having a great plan and, and, you know, trying to give them different looks and, and difficult looks and just trying to put them in weird spots. Um, you know, speaking of all Americans, I think Martin Hampton is going to be an all American. I think he's number one in the country in rushing yards right now. Uh, you know, going for 178 yards on a Clemson defense that is very right. stingy. Um, should have had three touchdowns, has two. Yards. Yeah, yeah. Jeez. I mean, that, that's bizarre. For a team uh, that could couldn't even more. run the ball last year. <laughs> right, right. Could have more. Could have more, honestly. He only had 19 carries. I mean, they could have Jeez. not doubled it, but they could have given him a lot more than that. Uh, and, and when you just see it, um, it, it's impressive to see. And, and I love the, the skill players again. You know, Tez, JJ, Bryson Nesbitt is so good. I mean, he's such a mismatch problem for a lot of different people. This is a great North Carolina team. It, it is unfortunate, kind of the, the finish, the slide again, two years in a row here. Um, I know there's a Duke win in there. I know there's a Campbell win in there. But they've got a tough test this Saturday going to Raleigh. Will be there. That environment's going to be crazy. Two teams that are eight and three. Uh, look out. I mean, that's going to be a war. Uh, and I can't wait to see it. Um, and as you said, Drake May, like his stats, I don't think are indicative of his performance because he still made some crazy plays, Ooh. crazy decisions, crazy throws, really nice throws. Um, he, he's a special player. He's such a special player. And honestly, some of the stuff, some of the rumblings uh, that are happening out west. With uh, you know Williams there yeah. and, and the things with him not wanting to do interviews and a lot of people being pissed off about that, I think this dude is locking up the first overall pick. Ooh. I really do, and I've I've said this for months, but I think that's where we're trending really quickly. Mac, you mentioned the NC State UNC game coming up this weekend, where you guys will be. How crazy is it that UNC has the potential first round pick or first first overall pick, excuse me, in Drake May, and they're eight and three. And NC State has played a bajillion quarterbacks, has had one quarterback quit on them, has benched one quarterback and brought that quarterback back, and is 8-3. and three. And now they play this weekend. I think, and by the way, NC State beats Virginia Tech 35-28. I think this is one of the more impressive and under-discussed under seasons of this whole year, what NC State's done. With, I mean, starting slow, benching Brennan, having MJ Morris, him saying, I'm out bringing Brandon Armstrong back, and now they're playing their best football. They're 8-3. and three. I love what they did offensively against Virginia Tech. It was creative. It was using the, your, your pieces to the best of their ability. Concepcion is a marvel. I, I'm really impressed. This, is, this may be Dave Doran's best work, as people have been saying. Yeah, yeah. I thought that's where you were going from the jump there with them because I, when you were talking about you know not appreciated or whatever, I yeah. totally agree. I mean, this dude – is such an amazing coach. It's just what he does. Whatever you got, throw it out there. We'll figure it out. We'll get him going. Um, he he is such a great coach. I mean, he he really is. The way he sees the game, the way that he uh, runs his program, the people that he has, um, just the way they do it. I mean, you know, cussing dudes out if they're talking badly about his team. <laughs> I mean, he, he's as blue collar as it comes. Smoking and, a uh, cigar. You know, I think truly after a big win. Smoking a cigar, drinking. Drinking a, a, a water bottle might not be water. Don't know. Uh, you know, on set there. Uh, he, he's just the man. And, uh, you know, it's so fun to be around him and, and very excited to see him and, and Coach Brown, uh, all those guys, you know, th this coming weekend in Raleigh, you know, a couple of my favorites. But, you know, looking at this team and how they handled that adversity, um, 
you know, honestly, th- handling it twice because number one, you bring in a guy, you're really excited about him. He's not really panning out. The team's losing. You bench him. Bring in the the mm-hmm. young cat that you know is okay. He wins three of the four, and then he decides to sit down. Now you got to go back. I mean, it, it's like two. It's three seasons. In it really one year. is. Yeah. Uh, and, and they're they're surging and they're playing at such a high level. And the defense has been just yeah. ascending, ascending, ascending. Coach, Coach Tony Gibson is one of the best in the country. I mean, and he might be the best in the country. There's about to be a, a lot. There already are. There's about to be more head coaching jobs yeah. open. He's a name to watch out for. If he you know, wants to do that, number one, uh, I think he would be a great leader of teams. Now, I want him to stay at NC State for a long time because he's one of the best. And I want to continue to cover him. Uh, but he's super good, KG, and, and does so much for this team. The offense, as you said, kind of similar to Clemson, but I think for a little bit of, you know, maybe just different reasons, this is what I thought it would look like all year. Right. Uh, you know, but they, they just didn't know who was going to be the ultimate chess piece. They, 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 they have to have that, you know, in this offense, a guy that can truly do everything for you. I don't think they thought it was going to be a true freshman in Casey Concepcion, but he has earned that, and he is clearly handling all those different responsibilities. I'm going to do a tape on Saturday that shows up all the different places that he lines up, fullback, halfback, quarterback, uh, split out wide, slot, everywhere. I mean, he he does everything. Motions, threw a touchdown, yeah. rushes, <laughs> uh, had nine rushing yards for 40, or nine rushes for 44 yards. He, he's a weapon. And they try to find the best mismatch and best one-on-one matchup for him, and they do that. And that's how you get so much success in Britain running the ball. I don't love running it 21 yeah. times through the quarterback but Matt, or whatever you're at that point of the year where it's like, this is what works. We're just trying to win each possession, each play, each game. Like, we just got to do it. Whatever works. Yeah. yeah. And it works. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. And then, again, I, I mentioned the defense. I mean, those guys just playing at such a high level. Peyton Wilson specifically, 11 total tackles, a sack, and three tackles for loss. This guy sees the game differently than pretty much anyone on the field. I mean, he can anticipate the way he studies, the way he reads plays, his reaction. It's so fast, and it's so smooth. I mean, he had this one tackle for loss uh, where it it basically he was out on the edge on the left-hand side, and it, it looks like he's blitzing, but he's not. He's literally standing there, takes two steps to occupy that tackle so everything else on the inside can happen. And as he's doing that, he sees it's going to be a screen to the running back. It, it's like it's effortless. It's like he's walking on clouds and blows it up five yards in the backfield. I mean, it, it's it's the most like peaceful, violent thing mm. that you can watch just because of how quickly he can anticipate things. It's bizarre. It, it's a thing of beauty, yeah. honestly. Him, and I mentioned Jeremiah a little bit ago, so fun to watch this. It teams. was. And Virginia Tech, of course, a tough loss. They scores a good bit late to make it look closer, but they have Virginia this weekend. And if they beat Virginia, they're going bowling in a season where a lot of people thought that probably wouldn't happen. So that would be a huge step in the right direction for Virginia Tech. Mac, we could have 12 bowl teams in the ACC. That's a lot of bowl previews for Grand Lake and Mac Lane. Is is bowling an ACC sport? (laughs) Honestly. It is now, baby. (laughs) That feels like an ACC sport. (laughs) I bet Wake Forest is good at bowling. Sorry, Wake Forest. (laughs) That was rude. I shouldn't have said that. Okay. Wake Forest out here catching. They are good at bowling. All right. Let's let's just run through the rest of these games, Mac. 
Um, let's go through the ones that I was right about. Oh, oh, that's all of them. Okay. Uh, Virginia. <laughs> Kelly is feeling herself, y'all. Oh, my gosh. No, I'm just um, on, you know, my last leg. I'm, I'm dressed Whatever. kind of nice Whatever because things. I just did a game. So, you know. Look great. Okay. Where was I? Oh, Virginia. Virginia beats Duke 30 to 27. Mac Calandria. He, I think he's your guy. I think he's your oh, guy. Yeah. I just thought Virginia had been so close. And they weirdly now have won six in a row. Or six six games at home in a row against Duke. Had it in the bag. No big deal. I wasn't worried yeah. ever. Six six in a, six in a row is a little aggressive. Um, six in a row I agree. in I Charlottesville. Agree. There you go. Right. There you go. Perfect. <laughs> um, I, I love Calandria and, and always have. He's so exciting. But it was just there was a lot of bad <laughs> yeah. with the good, and you were just like, man, if we can sort this out, because I mean, quite honestly, the reason they lost, you know, a bunch of those games up front just because of the picks right. and, and silly decisions and penalties. Uh, I remember that one penalty throws his helmet yeah. off, and you know, get, gets he's that a young yarder. Uh, but he's growing up. Yeah, he is. He's super young. Um, and really, just after what I saw from Duke against North Carolina, I thought there's I no way that these guys lose the game, and and they do. And what's interesting is they almost flipped who they are. And I don't love that, but, you know, it is what it is. They threw the ball 45 times. That's the most Duke by, like, double has thrown the ball all year long. They only ran it 28. It was just – it was bizarre. It was Virginia's night, and they were physical. Uh, you know, Duke kind of made a run there to, to get it back close, scored 14 in the fourth. Uh, but Virginia finding a way. I mean, you, you have to be so proud of that yeah. team, the way that they have fought. Um, near the anniversary of, of just an yeah. absolute tragedy, uh, playing inspired, emotional, all those different things, and, and getting a dub. And now you're going into rivalry week, uh, welcoming the Hokies to, to uh, you know Charlottesville there, and can you spoil their season? Because they want to go bowling, for right. sure. Yeah, I feel like in some of those rivalry games, the worst thing always happens. Like the team that really needs the game the most loses, but, you know. Right. We will see. Excited for that one. Mac, Georgia Tech beat Syracuse 31-22. to Syracuse, again, throws out just an insane game plan of, you know, just craziness, trying to see what sticks. And, of course, Dino Babers is fired. We did get that news over the weekend. You and I, I mean, I've always had great interaction with Dino Babers. He's an awesome guy. Um, yeah. It didn't work out. They're 1-6 and six in league play. I think that's why, even though they still have a chance to go bowling with next week's game, just felt like maybe – the time had come to an end and it was time for Syracuse to move on and look for something else. Uh, but Syracuse still hung in this game, Georgia tech. They run the ball really well against Syracuse. I just felt like Georgia tech was going to get it done at home, Mac in a game where Syracuse, yeah. they, I think their desperation plan worked against Pitt because it hadn't been on film yet, but now right. I think people got you figured out. You have no quarterback basically. Yeah. You don't. It's unfortunate just because, um, Schrader, yeah. you know, Gary Schrader's hurt. You know, his, his shoulders just messed up and, you know, just couldn't throw the ball forward, which which just stinks because uh, he's such a great dude and has worked so hard. And, you know, you just hate to see that. Like, these, these guys who have had these, you know, adversity kind of riddled careers uh, and, and fighting away, and, and now you think getting to a peak, and it, it just ends kind of in a, in a brutal way mm -hmm. there. So, you know, I, I think looking at it again, just really thought that, that Syracuse would be able to run the ball and, and maybe not quite replicate it to the success that they did. Um, but thought it would be better and, and thought that it would be more of game control, things of that nature, and that wasn't the case. Georgia Tech did a great job throwing the ball effectively, obviously running it, uh, and, and defense coming up with some big plays. So 
Shout out to the Jackets going bowling. First time since I think like 18, 19. Yeah, been a least. long time. I think there's only one guy who started on Georgia Tech's team that has been bowling with Georgia oh, Tech. Wow. That's crazy. Wow. And uh, so massive for the teams, massive for Coach Key. Again, huge shout out to him and, and what they're able to do. So you love to see that, KG. And then, of course, the last one, Thursday night game, BC and Pittsburgh. One of the ugliest games I've ever seen in my life. Um, one of the most confusing games I've ever seen in my life. You have a team in Pitt that it gave up so 100 ugly. billion rushing yards the week before. The number one ACC rushing team comes to in and plays. And I'm like, oh, yeah, this is going to be easy. Easy. You know, BC's got this. Wrong. Dead wrong. Couldn't do anything. I, I'm pulling up the stats right now. They rush for they rush for 150, but not what you thought. Not what right, you not thought enough. And how you thought they'd be able to do it. Uh, just brutal. So that what I thought that was what I thought KG was the start of the Go ACC weekend. <laughs> that wasn't quite the case. There were still some moments, but it wasn't quite the case. Mac, you know what's funny? Um, you forgot a game. <laughs> oh, I did. Whoa, who did I forget? Oh, Wake Forest. Eh, you know that Notre really- Dame beats Wake Forest four to five seven. Wake Forest forgot that game we too. The actually, game. They, they forgot. We too. mentioned it. <laughs> Sam Hartman wins the Wake Forest Bowl. Mac, this was a fun week. We have some really um, exciting content coming this week. It's Thanksgiving week, but we don't take the week off. No way. Oh. We know you still have to go to work. We're rolling. At least on some days. So (laughs) we've got you covered. New episode coming Wednesday and Friday. So stay tuned for that. No question. We also know that you're going to be traveling and you need something to listen to. Yeah, Wednesday's episode, it's going to bring it. You're going to need something. You're going to tune in. It's going to be a lot of fun. Cannot wait for that. And then big old rivalry. We're here, baby. The best. Hate week for some. Uh, You know, we'll see. We'll dive into that and have some fun. (laughs) Cannot wait to see these matchups. Appreciate you guys tuning in. Another great episode of Graham Lick and Mac Lane. A uh, huge shout out to our guys over at Ingles and everything they do for us. Cannot do this without them. And we need your help as well. Need you to go over to YouTube, subscribe, leave some comments, jump in the chat there. Uh, and then also the OGs over on Apple Podcasts, rate, review, subscribe as well. We would greatly appreciate that. But until next time, we'll see y'all.